are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, very two very, very exhausted hosts right now for very, very different reasons, I think. Probably. Uh, uh, John, how was your going? How was your weekend? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, recovering from surgery, so it's all the same, <laughs> pretty much all the time. Uh, yeah. What did I, I can't drive. I can't really leave the house. So yeah, that was my weekend. I watched some soccer. I watched, uh, I watched some MLS, not as much as I would have liked, but yeah. how about you? And we got some CONCACAF Champions League fever coming up. I'm a vi- gonna- <laughs> I am a Violet AC super fan right now. <laughs> Beating Austin FC three, nothing. So we are not we are not the donkeys. We had a we had a bad loss, but we are not the donkeys of MLS right now. I think pretty 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 soundly. But uh, congratulations to what's the team name again? I'm so sorry. I feel like I Violet, Violet Violet AC Violet AC. Congratulations to them. A three 0 victory now- over the Houston Dynamo. Uh, sorry, Houston, no, Austin FC. Sorry to Simone Jafal. Apologies to him. He apparently played the whole ninety minutes of that. So not sure where, how he. Where are they from? I will give you five guesses to guess what country this team is from. Five they're guesses. Dominican Republic. Oh, I okay. <laughs> well, if you hadn't looked it up, they're they're such a small team. They don't have a profile in Footmob. So <laughs> that's just that's just to tell you. Sort of like what was the team that uh, we beat and uh, caused Hernanda Flower City. Yeah, FC. Flower City. Yep. This is like that of 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 the of Central America, I think. Yeah. So except for they won. Bad, bad loss for them. We'll see if they. I mean, I I wouldn't put it past Austin and maybe turn it around at home. We'll see. Um, four four three on yeah, the return four, leg. Four I mean, four aggregate three nothing. You go to extra time. I mean, they, they are they have they are clearly they played a pretty reserve five. You've got Simone Jafal. As much as we love the guy, Simone Jafal is not a starter um, in MLS at least yet, and certainly not. I think they were without Sebastian Jerusi. I I will say I think I think we're starting to see a. There's a certain quality, I guess, to playing in the Champions League, and that you have to be doing it. The reason Seattle got so good at it is by falling on their face several times. This is Austin's first opportunity in it. There, there is something different about trying to play in Champions League, it, but and we the, really can't complain because we have been nowhere close to Champions League. And that's, uh, that's why we get years, to, eight that's years. why we get to throw we get to throw mud at them because we're not <laughs> we're not even involved. I feel like, but you know, the league has been involved in this long enough now where. They should be like, listen, this is what's going to be like. The field's going to suck. The refs are going to be horrible. They're going to be making noise the whole time. They they are going to lay. They're going to roll around on the ground like Neymar. But it doesn't make a difference. You have to still. <laughs> you have still to score play. at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Score. Got to play the game. Yes, I um I am exhausted, and why the show is probably going to be very loosey goosey. I've been apartment hunting. Uh, in Lynchburg, Virginia, which uh, which we did He's that. He's coastal this guy, right now. He's searching <laughs> over there, living over here. Yeah, Monday and Tuesday. So I uh, feel like it was, a, it was a fruitful search. I think we got some good leads on some places moving there. Moving there late summer, um, but trying to, to get all the apartments we can see. So um, it was it was it was it was definitely that a, a good searching effort. I think we found some good places to good to move to. So with good internet, one hopes and assumes. Yes, yes, there is there well, we'll see how it is. It is uh, the places <laughs> the places are have a apparently Lynchburg has a a Lumos Fios company that promises one gig speed. So we'll see how we'll see how that works out. Um but it is I am I have the places we have narrowed down to all offer fiber optic 
uh, cable. No so dial up for Ted. No dial up. No no Xfinity. No none of that. So ho- hopefully things hopefully things go well with that. But more to see. You'll, you'll find out in August whether I look like I, <laughs> right. I, I've been transported to 2005 or something. If the like live that. show has been permanently canceled, we'll know that it was. <laughs> that is why. All right, let's get into it. People don't want to hear about apartment hunting. People I maybe think they want to might hear about more than this. I think that's it's entirely possible. That <laughs> well, okay, okay. All right, let's let's get into it though. Let's talk DC. I, I let's. I, I think you know if yeah if the opening was, you know, hey, we're not as bad as we thought we are. We're capable of good moments. You know, hey, maybe we can maybe we can shock MLS. Maybe we can be the ones to shock the league. Uh, you know, this this proves that uh, week one. While certainly matters in some senses, uh, is no indication at all, <laughs> at all like, of how the season's going to go. This is like when you're the sixth person in the house to get a shower, and you go in there expecting hot water, and then it's uh, tepid or cold. That's that's also sort of what this is like. <laughs> interesting, <laughs> interesting comparison. But uh, DC night falling two nothing to the Columbus Crew on the road. I guess my, you know, I think I tweeted out. I tweeted out, I think, before the match, I said, you know, I, th- I thought this was, this was sort of a, a big match. Um, yeah, and I, I think what people maybe were misinterpreting is that this is like, you know, late season, chasing the playoffs type of big match. I said, no, I think this is a, this is kind of, I feel like the early season in MLS is kind of like a litmus test. It's It, it sort of sets the indication. The first, you know, five, six games of the season kind of tell you what your team's going to be. And even in like, Victor, yeah, what's that? I feel like no one agreed with you on Twitter about that take. No, no one, did. no one did. No one did. I saw you posted it. I went and looked through the replies. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, fine. Like, oh, it's not, it's not, you know, we could, we get blown out for it. I'm like, like what I, what I was getting at is I think this is kind of, this is a big litmus test. It's on the road against a team like Columbus. That's good. But a team that's, you know, has a new coach is adjusting. You know, they had a, they had a bad loss to, uh, to Philly. Four to one at home on the on the first mat, match week. Uh, not indicative. The scoreline was not indicative of how the game looked. They played much much better. Uh, but I think I think these games sort of early on kind of serve as a, where are we? Where do we feel like we stand in this league? You know, are we positive or are we you know more negative? I left this game feeling like it was a down performance, but I don't feel like it was as down of a performance as. I feel like everybody maybe is still being negative. There's certainly some very valid criticisms. We'll get into that. But I think I'm still feeling this saying like, you know what? You know, there were moments in this game where we looked competent. We looked like we were going to score. We built up possession. I'd say about from minute 10 to minute 40, um, we were kind of dictating the pace of play and the the possessions. I think the real problem is, again, you know, limiting individual mistakes um, and, and also getting guys healthy, number one, <laughs> and converting on slam dunk chances, and, and converting and converting on chances, and I think that that's still that that's the big takeaway. And I think I think it's good that the team recognized that. Um, I think it's always good. I feel like a team, you know, when the team sort of matches your perception, when a coach and everybody sort of matches your perception <laughs> of the game, that's usually a good sign. Because and it they, makes you feel smart. It does. <laughs> When they're like, oh no, no, I thought we played great. You know, we, yeah, we lost four nothing, but we had some good moments. You know, there very is easy. No- yeah, There's nothing worse than being in a press conference and asking a coach about the way you think the game went in the game state, and then they're like, oh, I don't agree with that at all. There's nothing. You're like, you're like, I have never watched soccer before. I retire. I don't have thoughts anymore. <laughs> There's nothing worse. So, like you said, it's good when you're like, I think this happened, and then they come out and the press conference afterwards, like exactly yeah. that. Yeah. So. um, Let's get into it. First, John, give, give me some of your thoughts on the game. What are your what are your overall feelings after 
after after the two nothing loss. I think you know I've already made my surprisingly uh, average temperature shower uh, comparison. I think you know this team. It, you can't. It's it's not fair to call it not assembled yet because there's very little time left to assemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, the injuries are the injuries. This this back line is not the back line that you're going to see. So mm-hmm. I think that's important to think about. Um, and the w- the wings are not the wings you're going to see. So the or, or or that you hope to see. I think that uh, this team is certainly. I think they're in between these two results. I don't. I don't think we should expect a comeback victory like on, on opening weekend uh, all the time. Yeah. I, or or even rarely. I think that was sort of like the, you know, the tumblers flipped into place for for an, for a good outcome. Uh, but there are, there are just there there are issues with this team and its construction uh we i guess we should i would talk about it like this there there and we can talk about since we're not going to go through this like a chronological thing because it's too many days after the fact and who cares but we talked about sort of the mischances situation so christian benteke had a a a, a balanced game in the fact that his hold-up play was fantastic yeah so at, at his half the battle right there he is he was looking like an elite hold-up player the challenge there was that he was nodding down the ball to Nigel Bertha, mm-hmm. um, which is not the guy you necessarily want to have being running off that running off that player trying to score. The other situation here is that uh, service to him was not fantastic. He had uh, one goal he absolutely should have scored. I think there were probably I think there was another chance for another header inside the six that he probably would have liked to have done better on. He's going to have to slam dunk those yeah. for this team to be at above average. Average. He's he's got to he's got to have 10 12 goals particularly if he's getting chances like that. It's it's got to be like a near he cannot have the Ola Kamara conversion rate. He has mm-hmm. to have the a better one. <laughs> he has to have he has to have a better one than that. You know, or the team's going to have to get him, you know, more service. I mean, I I think I I look at the the wing backs I think in this role. I thought, you know, Andy Nahar played well. Uh Mo was okay. I thought he he showed some some good signs defensively. I think you tweeted out that I, I think he he's shown me enough to say this is a good player. We just need to, you know, get him more comfortable with the team. And, and I think maybe... he's still overweight and not fit yet too, which is yeah. <laughs> which was as advertised. I was like, all right, I'm not one to I'm not one to make comments, but <laughs> yeah, he's he's got to keep on. He's got to keep on trucking on that one. Yeah, got to keep. Uh... Got to keep hopefully hitting in the way that he's talked about the team being uh, being fit. So, um, you know, and again, the injuries, I think have kind of, you know, I, I don't think I don't think if um, if uh, Martin Rodriguez was still healthy, I think we would be seeing Pedro Santos playing that left back role instead of Mo to Maybe. start potentially potentially. Pe- I was really disappointed with Pedro oh, Santos's yeah. performance in this game. game. Yeah. And it's a bummer, right? Because I think he played very well. I think he played very well in the first game. And I was assuming in his sort of homecoming match, it would be even more motivation. But he just looked uh, very. He was he was not linking attack. His his crosses were no good. Yeah. He was giving the ball up. Uh, just just sort of uncharacteristic. I thought. Yeah, mo- most of the attacks came from you know either some good play from Matias Click, who I thought again two for two. Had- still had a good game um i think some some debate in that some people thinking that i think there's some it's some interesting debate i guess about what he is to this team and people i think people are expecting zeller rayon they are expecting um, oh boy they are expecting you know and, and maybe that's you know that's how he's maybe sort of been advertised uh, that's what's sort of been popular in this league 
number 10 still do very much dominate this league, but you can still win soccer games without, you know, number 10s. You can, you can play effective soccer and there are teams out there in this league that do that without necessarily an out and out number 10. Um, And I, and I think he has his ability to kind of link up the attack, to move the ball, to progress the ball. Um, And also just saying, you know, one of the things I think that I take away as a positive from this game is it definitely feels like, this team is further along, I guess, in understanding than I was, I was anticipating at this point in the year when they get the ball in possession, you know, they, maybe that final pass is going to miss, but they're going to be able to progress the ball. Their passes are going to be nice. You're going to see guys making runs. Um, and I think that's something that has been missing from this team for, for a long time, mostly due to style of play with how Lasada wanted to play was sort of the pressing style. Um, this feels very much like maybe I, I almost want to call this like, this team kind of feels like Benny ball with maybe a little bit of an addition. Uh, the half press is kind of there with this team. They kind of want to half press the ball. That's what Benny Ben Olsen like to do. Um, but there seems to be a little bit more instruction and maybe a little bit more skill behind, you know, Hey, we're going to pass the ball. We're going to move it. Uh, we're going to make, you know, five, six, seven, eight passes before generating a chance. And, you know, it, with a couple, you know, miss passes, you know, if the team's more on fire with that final ball, maybe we're looking at a different result. But I, I still came away very positive with kind of how I felt this team would kind of pass and move the ball and, and, and how they looked very much in sync. Like they knew where everybody was going to be. Certainly for periods. I saw, yeah. I definitely saw periods of that, you know, five, six minute, seven minute, 10 run, 10 minute runs where they had the balance of the offense and, and Columbus was just trying to hold on. Yeah. Um, just minute re- ten, minute ten to minute forty was probably their best spell in this game, where they probably should have come away with a with a goal or some sort of opportunity. I think I think it's important to talk about Mateus Click and what he is, and also too that you've not seen him on the field with Taxi. You've seen mm-hmm. him on the field with Nigel, um, not to just hammer on Nigel, but like there there aren't enough danger men on the field right now. So yeah, yeah. Click is not going to be that guy. The, the goal aside, he's not going to have those. That's not going to be a normal thing. That, that 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 week one goal is, you know, treasure that. Yeah, I, don't, I think he's he's okay for shooting. I think he I think he shot twice again in this game. He's going to try, but um, he's not going to be a scorer. I think if you you need a ten, you need a ten or or with taxi will provide that other other dangerous dangerous attack. You need one more winger that is that is a threat to goal. I think. It, with that in play, with that configuration, and a Mateus Click who reads the game well, who intercepts the ball well, who steps into the channels, who will make he'll make the smart pass to release somebody to actually have a have a counterattack that's dangerous, which is a skill set, and it's one that people, to your point, don't often pay a premium for. They'll try to find you know on the cheap that kind of player. But I I love this signing. I think he is he's certainly not going to do it himself, but he is he is such a good fulcrum player that it's worth the designated player spot it's worth the transfer fee it's worth all those things to me yeah and and i would i would 100 percent agree with that and as you talk about the hold up play with you know who's who who is the hold up plays laying the ball off to you have to you have to think that the two striker formation when you add taxi funtas into that could potentially be something that could really propel this team and, and take it to sort of a, another level sort of in the attack with that sort of ability of coming in Benteke laying the ball off the taxi taxi pushing up front you have defenses that kind of collapse around Benteke if taxi can get away around that and then he's in on goal so um I, I, think, I think I think yeah I think you're right about you know this team's still missing guys and they the need they they are the, the, uh, if you look at this lineup like 
it should not be Pedro Santos. Mm-hmm. Like that's get Nigel off the field, put in taxi, but it should not be Pedro Santos. It should be someone of and Martin Mar- Martin or Martin Rodriguez was still not really. We weren't cons- we were not certain he was it anyway based on his play last year. It was very much a prove it year for him. He had not really put it together. He had maybe two. He had the the New York City FC game last year where he was amazing, but other than that, he was not. That they need one more player that's a threat. If you look at Columbus, take like just just look at the lineups and think about the difference in danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cucho is a he is every time I get I watch him I enjoy it because he is he's playing like he has bees in his underwear, like he is just so mad with the ball. He reminds me of Joseph Martinez before his ACL injury. He is he is very very dangerous. Every time you have the ball, you're every time he has the ball. If, if you're watching him run on your team, you are you are clinched because it is a dangerous situation. And Zellerion as quality. He's he's the he's the ta- he's the taxi of the, of Columbus. He's got the quality. He's going to shoot um it's just the, those play even Alexandra Matan in the first half looked really really good. A player I had not heard of before before this game. Um that's that's the the Matan is the player that sort of third threat player that DC United does not have even when everyone's mm-hmm. healthy. And that's and that's going to be I think a challenge for them. It requires Benteke to be perfect and it requires taxi to be on the field. Those are the two things. What I think, and the last thing I'll say before I move on from this part is that uh, you're seeing a similar situation to last year in that if taxi is not playing via for suspension injury, whatever it is, there's nobody else that has his skill set. Like there's not, there's not, and it's, and it's a challenge, right? Like he's a good player. It's hard to find another guy who can do just do just that. But there's, but there's nobody. There's not. There's not anybody that they can really. Nigel's not. I mean, for all his, for all his, what I'm dunking on him about, like, I don't, I don't know what his best, what he's best suited for. Like, I think he was leading the line as, as, the, as the number nine uh, in Bulgaria when he was scoring all those goals. So it's, it's just, it's just tough. It's just tough to see how it's, how it's gonna really line up. Yeah, and and we'll see what the team. The team is supposedly trying to bring in a couple more players. The window is still open for them to do so. It's still open for another couple of months. Uh, we'll we'll see if maybe they can bring someone in to challenge uh, to challenge Roberta. I think that's what they've talked about doing. Is they they traded Barry uh, and got the gam for him. Um, you know, was that a mistake? He he started this weekend, yeah. by the way. Yeah, he did. He did start this weekend. So, you know, but, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see who they're able to bring in. Uh, one one thing I wanted to um, one thing one thing I wanted to add i guess a little bit to that is at least it felt like last year when taxi was not there this team had no shot this year feels a little bit different you feel like there is there is an opportunity for them to to go out and get results even when taxi isn't there and i think part of that is click has looked good i think part of that is you can see an identity that is developing with this team that all you have to do is just kind of get that one more piece in there and things will be good but in the meantime you know you can hopefully survive you know for for the, for this game it didn't work out against columbus but um i, I think i think compared to last season I, you know i i think this team is not dead in the water without taxi they still have a fighter's chance it's just they they've got some limitations and i think we saw those limitations today against columbus what we have to hope for uh, is orlando really going for it against tigres yeah which i wouldn't <laughs> do if i were them on the road uh 
to Tigres, but who knows? I mean, it's it's the Champions League you're talking about. And by the way, I think we can maybe. I'm, I'm gonna give me. I might take a look and see. Look and see what their lineup is since we're recording. Is so it posted? Week. Yeah, I guess I'm, it should I'm, be posted. I'm, it should be posted now. Um, I mean, I'm looking at their lineup, and I only have a, a basic, but they're going for it. So good. I well, see Galise out there. I see Torres. I see um, um, Pereira. Pereira is the captain. Arujo this, is we out gotta there. Finish, we got to finish by 10 to be able to watch this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually kind of curious about this one. Yeah. No, no score in the Philly Alianza game. So. Yeah. No score. So they're, they're doing they're doing their job right now. But um, but yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I think that's sort of like come to this game. Did you have any? Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. Did you have one more one more thing you wanted to add or yeah, uh, just that um, Yamil Assad is, got on the field i don't think he's ready i would have played i would have put christian fletcher on on the field before yamil Saad. i don't know what the deal is there um and in fact wayne has had an opportunity to compliment christian fletcher i heard it in the post-game conference and he complimented ted and he complimented jackson he did not compliment christian he said he he said something like we've still got stuff to work on with him which is true but uh did he looked like a player who was who's not been playing competitive games. He did not, he, he shot, I think he hit the game ended with a very poor shot by him, right. The right at the keeper, but it just did not have, he just looked slow. He just looked yeah. like a, like a men's league player out there. And I'm sure he'll get some of it back, but that, that part, what we just saw was him full time with DC United under Ernan. When he got out there, he just looked like he just looked slowed. Uh, last thing I'll talk about is the fact that Victor Paulson probably won't play center back anymore. Yeah. Derek Williams, off Derek the bench, Williams. <laughs> Derek Williams, five minute cameo off the bench. I would suspect that you will see him and Steve Birnbaum uh, against Orlando. That is my that's my guess. Who who? So obviously, and this is something I talked about with Victor Paulson. As much as it is, he's been playing out of position. I think he does serve a very vital leadership function for this team. I see him out there organizing guys. I see him out there, you know, directing guys. He he has he has taken that mantle of being sort of a leader on this team. You know, Birnbaum, I think everybody wonders. There's a lot of talk about him, you know, being removed as the captain. I don't think that's happening. Um, it hasn't maybe, happened. Yeah. And, and you know, I, and maybe there's some other things that, that are going on there. But what I will say with um, with Paulson is is one thing that's impressed me is I think he's, he's done the best he can playing out of position, playing that sort of defensive midfield role or playing that center back role when he's a defensive midfielder. The question is now, where does he go? His center backs are healthy. Who who do you play? Do you sit? You got, you're not sitting Matias Click. Nope. Are you sitting Russell Knauss? or you're are you sitting? To. Are you sitting uh, Chris Durkin? Chris Durkin is a player that is being forced into that. You know, we talked about it last week about so this is the formation our, our center midfielders drift. But every a lot of other people are watching this and seeing him as more of an outside midfielder because of the way that where his heat map basically lines up. That's where he's spending a lot of time. I don't know that Victor Paulson is comfortable out there necessarily. I think if you put him out there, you're once again putting him out of position. So this is the be... well. What if what if what if you slot Canals into that role? He's he's basically Canals has sort of served as kind of a box to box type of guy, and I think he would be maybe a little more comfortable in that role. In my mind, coming into the season, Paulson was your starting defensive midfielder. Me too. And Durkin and, Dur- and Durkin was his backup because Durkin plays that more defensive style role. I think I think you see, I think you see Paulson come in for Durkin, and then I think you see Canal switch out to that kind of weird hybrid 
not quite a wide midfielder box to box role because I think what it does, and I think what one of the underrated things about it is that it opens up because he's playing that kind of right sided role, but he's not playing as a winger. He's cutting in kind of into that, basically staying within the 18 yard box. It opens up space for. Um, Andy Nahar, who had another excellent game. I think another very underrated, excellent game. Uh, he is picking right where he w- left off. I really think he is an underrated right back in this league. And he basically, he he got a, a good challenge from Ruan and apparently has kept the starting job. So good on yeah. him. Yeah. I, I wonder what you're going to see. I, I, I bet you'll see Ruan start against Orlando on Saturday. Yeah, good. You could. I think just as a rotational yeah, I mean, perspective too, like 90 minutes twice in two consecutive games and you want to, He's another player you can't really bear to have lose an injury. Like you have to, you have oh, yeah. to figure out a way to to not have that happen. I don't know, John. I'm doing pretty well on my football manager save with an Andy Nahar on the season ending injury list. I'm just saying. Well, but. then clearly, <laughs> I did just, sign. I did let's sign. Throw old, him in the wood chipper. <laughs> I did sign old man Stephen Bateshore, but, uh, but wow. just, is he is he still active in that game? I think he's re- he's, he's still, retired in real life. He's retired in real life. He's still active in this game, but he was a, a waiver a waiver player. Uh, People in man, football manager like just does not know how to get their AI to interact with the rules. If you watch, if you go watch the stream, there are multiple times when uh, teams yeah, do sign, that. People, to, teams sign multiple million dollar players and then just wave them after after uh, after a couple games. It's like the that's, weirdest that's thing. Like to watch. fan led. It's like fan led uh, <laughs> team team management. Oh man, it's. Hilarious. Do you think uh, did did Tyler Miller look to you at fault on either of the goals? No, not right? really. No, no, and he so, had a, and he had an excellent save to make this three nothing. Otherwise, maybe we're having a different discussion here. Right, a little bit more um, sad. Uh, so Alex excellent. Alex Bono stays on the sidelines. You think for for, oh, yeah. for next weekend? Yeah. Tyler Miller has that starting job. He has been he he has been he has been good. He has not been. He's not spectacular. He hasn't stood on his head. He's not going to be winning. But he's not Romo Goku. either. But he's not Romo. <laughs> or a very late stage Bill Hamid. I would, I would, if it was Bill Hamid was on this roster, I would probably be taking, Bill's not going to like this, but I'd probably be taking Tyler Miller over Bill Hamid, if I'm being honest, because Bill lost several steps last season and contributed to a lot of, a lot of why DC United fell, I think, in 2020. Um, so, uh, yeah, Tyler Tal- Miller's got the got the starting job. I know I'm going to get some hate for that, but I mean, and I'm talking late state. I'm not talking prime Bill Hamid. I'm talking 2020 version Bill Hamid. I think Tyler Miller has a step on him just because I think he's younger, and um, so I, th- I think I think it's good to know that we kind of have that position locked down. Let's talk about the goals. I think we want to get into that. Rafael number- Romo has not played yet for his new club. Just I'm sh- I doesn't surprise me. <laughs> doesn't surprise me. Uh, goal number one. Goal number one uh, comes off a a free kick. I think Canals is going to get. I think the the blame for it, and I think it's deserved. Watching the highlights, uh, but the entire team, I think, kind of fell asleep on that uh, on that free kick. I don't think they were expecting it that quickly. I think they weren't set properly. Uh, the even the replay the the camera work was not set on the MLS uh, on the MLS season pass, um, so did not did not go well. Uh, ended up in the back of the net, a goal from Lucas Celereon. Minute ten and minute forty, I think we've kind of talked about sort of uh, from afar um, and how it kind of looked. Uh, DC was moving the ball, creating some chances, looked decent. Um, and then I think I think if they had gone into halftime down one nothing, I think maybe we would have a different result. Uh, but then there's kind of a backbreaker second goal from Zella Rayon. Um, I'm going to give uh, both Paulson and Birnbaum equal parts blame here. Paulson, uh, Birnbaum does not track. 
Birnbaum does not track uh, Zellerayon. But Paulson also, again, it, for the second time in a row on a goal, holds everybody onside. If they he can stays, share, they can share the guitar uh, of the, <laughs> the uh, player of the match guitar, except for uh, mistakes. The well, player of the, <laughs> you know, it's it's, the game. it's an equal level blame in that both these players. It almost feels like between Birnbaum and and um, and Paulson, the question is, okay, who is who is organizing? To me, that goal speaks to who who is the organizer in the center back. Nobody who, at that at that who, particular moment. Who, yeah, who who is the guy who is dictating? You know, I, I think in a center back, it almost seems like in a center back pairing, you need that guy in there who says, you know, hey, watch me. If I go, then you go. Kind of glance to me. Make sure you know where I am along with the other players. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna be sort of tracking what's going on, and in that case, it looks like Paulson said, "Hey, I'm gonna track." Because there were multiple guys that were open, and the ball just falls to Zellerayon, <laughs> and Steve and, covered none of them. And yeah, he was and, in negative space, backing up, stepping forward, and Steve our number one. But it's the nature of where's the communi- where's the communication, where's sure. the understanding in the center back pairing of what's going to happen. Maybe it gets better with Derek Williams. Maybe it gets better having Paulson as sort of an extra defensive option to kind of you know, more plug up those holes. Um, if only defense- we had seen preseason Ted, so we would know, yeah, I know how these right? center back pairings have worked in the past. Cause from our, you know, from what we're saying is like, well, obviously they don't have communication. They have, they're just throwing rant. Like it's just spaghetti on the wall for center backs right now. And then hope they figure it out as they go along. But do you, you know, so it was brought up about Akinbone who, you know, Wayne has talked up, whether it's just a lot, you know, you know, a lot, whether it's just, Hey, I want to support the young guy. I'm going to have to throw him into a tough situation. Let me make sure he has confidence. Uh, or the, or they, you know, it is actually real. Burnbaum is healthy. I think it's that. Up. What's that? I think it's that. I think it's the second thing. I think Wayne really does like him. Mm-hmm. And I think he really doesn't like his other options that much anymore. So I think it's a, it's a question of loving who you're with. He's not said a word about Donovan Pines. You know, Angus uh, Long will tell us that he is, probably been injured and is coming back from re- recovering from hernia surgery. And maybe that's true, but uh, it, it's looking worse and worse for you're continuing to see if he is, av- I mean, he's obviously on the bench, right? So he is available. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're available and you're still getting an out of, out of position defensive midfielder playing center back in your place or a 16 year old ahead of you. It's not looking good for you. So I, I really think Wayne really does like him. I think what he's going to do is protect his body because he made a, he made a big point of saying like he's 16. He does not have an adult. He was tall, but he's not a, he's not a man yet really. So uh, he's not physically ready for those sort of in 90 minutes in and out every week. Uh, he's going to give, he's going to pick the spots. I think probably home games or yeah. games in which, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're throwing your team to the wolves a little bit. Maybe you throw them out there just to get that, just to get that particular experience. But yeah, good that's, point. That's so. I think you'll see. I think uh, you know it's entirely possible. It's still not settled. I would imagine Derek Williams is ready to go now. So I think yeah. you'll for you'll for sure see him. And I don't think he'll go three games, thir- three center back pairings, and then do Williams and Akambone. <laughs> I think he'll probably do Williams uh, and Burnbaum and hope for a little bit of just like. All right, I'm playing two guys who ostensibly know this position uh, and and should should be able to figure out how way to organize this back line. Yeah, I think that's going to be important in the game against um, against Orlando. And also, it might be. I mean, if if if, 
you know, I, I would not be shocked if I was Wayne. I would see how long I can hold out that that lineup. And if I see, if I'm not confident Williams can go a full 90, and I see Orlando throw out a weaker lineup because they've got CONCACAF Champions League coming up, uh, maybe you give Akinboni another run out just to give him some other minutes. I don't know. Or maybe you say, or maybe you look at this as an opportunity for Williams and, and Birnbaum to have a little bit, you know, not dealing with all a full strength, you know, much better Orlando side um, coming up. So um, we'll see. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see kind of what that lineup looks like, uh, particularly at the center back side. Uh, I think we've that's going to be the most watched thing. We've got you, the referees. We got the referee assignment for the Orlando game. Do you know who John Freeman is? I do not. Okay. Well, it's not only his 33rd game ever. He's going to be the lead ref. Not, no not names a, that I recognize on the on the rest of them. Yeah. Not, not not a name I I recognize. So we got we got the uh, we rid of the we're no longer of the Ted Cudi Pietro. Um, ex- I'm sorry, not Ted Cudi Pietro. Ted Uncle experience. We got we got that out. Of <laughs> we the love way. the Ted Cudi Pietro experience. Uh, Ted Pietro. Speaking of Ted Cudi Pietro, see, I turned a mistake into a transition. That's that's, that's an experienced podcaster. Do, do you think if you are if you're a Wayne, you talked about who I'm could potentially who we still have taxi still out. Taxi's still out for uh, for looks like another four weeks or so. We'll say yeah. beginning of April, I think, was when he was scheduled to come back. He's still out, so you have that spot. Roberta had a okay first game, not a great second game. I think we saw his limitations. Is it time for Take You to Pietro to start? Is it time for him to get that start? Do you think he's earned it? No, I don't think so. No. I don't. Oh. I don't think. I don't think you want. I have seen this story before with Griffin Yao. I've seen it with other players where they've shown glimpses of being able to contribute and maybe get a goal. I think Griffin Yao's goal. I don't I'm trying to remember if he started the next game. Probably didn't. Um, but I am afraid of taking good feelings and then throwing them on the rocks of, 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 of failure. I would, I would like to continue to sort of have him get these little nibbles, these 30 minute chunks you know, over a couple games, particularly as I mean, like you said, while whilst while taxi's still out, maybe you have these you're still trying to search to find some more attacking firepower. But I just I'm I'm very loath to have him get out there and have a sixty fifth minute sub off, you know, six six match rating <laughs> a non factor. Cause I just want him to keep the confidence up and I want him to that's that's the good part about having a luxury of a young player that you're just like, all right, you're my super sub. You run out there, run your ass off for thirty minutes. You know, I, 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 I can see the logic behind that. I, I just, I disagree. I disagree with that. I, I think it's time. I think he's ready. Personally, I think he, you know, he's twenty years old. He's not a sixteen. I, I think the difference is between when Griffin Yao scored the goal, he was still eighteen, nineteen years old, or seventeen or eighteen, I believe. Still a young kid. Still a guy. Still trying to figure it out. I think we have seen. We have seen Ted Pietro show because he not only in that last game, not only came off the bench and scored a goal, a nice goal. He had an excellent assist. He showed an ability to run off the ball. He showed abilities that speak more, speak more than just the stat line of the goal and the assist. Um, and I think that has, he has earned an opportunity to get a look, a full look at starting just to get out there. It's early in the season. You're going to have, um, you're going to have Taxi Fundas back. Clearly, he starts. So I just think it's an opportunity to throw to see what he can do. Give him sure. a starting. Give him give him a starting role. So 
I, I don't know if we'll see it yet. I don't know if I want to call it yet, but I'm 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 feeling more confident than I have in a long time. About him starting? About him starting, yes. I would like to see Christian Fletcher go down to Loudon if he's not going to get minutes up here. That's another thing. Yeah. That's that when they were talking, they were talking about signing more players, right? They were saying uh, uh, they were talking about a winger and a, and a nine, a backup for Benteke. If you do that, I want Christian Fletcher to go down to Loudon because, uh, you know, 10 minutes a month for a player who is his age with his talent level. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't want it. Uh, Miguel Barry, you know, Miguel Barry is maligned, but Miguel Barry is the kind of player like, all right, throw him. He's a little bit older. He's a little bit past like, like the prodigy age. Uh, uh, the the young peak, like I don't really care as much if we're going to watch him rot on the bench a little bit. But Christian Fletcher, who, who's eighteen, I think still, I don't want that. He he, yeah. he that's just wasted development for him. So he could play Agreed. too. Yeah, I, I agree. Throw him and, on there. And, I like him as well. And I think we have a uh, Jeremy Grea. I think has uh, is is going down to Loudon. Um, him and I think... get, uh, Samake have been loaned there on a full ninety. By the way, listen to this week's episode of. Uh, next in line, uh, I think it released as you're listening to this on Monday, I believe, uh, talking about those those loans and talking about the uh, week before the first game, which is this weekend for them. Yeah, and and really interesting to watch what happens with Jeremy Gurea in Loudon. You know, can he? I think he's another guy. I, I remember, you know, a few years ago with with Teku Di Pietro when he was signed. I was like, is, I mean, is this a guy who's really going to? I kind of thought I was like, he's 18, 19 now. Like we, I feel like we should see something by now. And I think he's sort of shown me says, okay, you know, it, it can happen a little bit later than, than what you think. Um, so Jeremy Gray is kind of the other guy I'm kind of watching because I, I want to see that, that major step up. Not because I want, you know, Jeremy Gray to make the El Salvadorian national team, become an El Salvadorian legend and drive up uh, interest <laughs> in the club um, around DC. Nothing to do with that. Something to no. do with that. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, I think he's one of the guys, you know, we talk about, you know, is this a generational shift as far as young players? Um, and I think he would be another sort of player where if he can get out there, I can say, okay, we are, we are actually building something despite everything else. We are actually building something sort of a base of young players. We, we are doing, we are doing what Philly's doing. We are doing what I think we should be doing. So. Wow. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna steer the steer the ship here for the last little bit of this yep. show. I've got some questions and I've got some news and notes that I want you to react to. Questions first or news and notes? What do you think? Let's do questions. Okay, One questions uh, from our Discord, which I encourage you all to join right now. If you go to Twitter.com/slash RFK Refugees, it's a twin pinned tweet, or you can go and join that. Particularly with Twitter no longer uh, functioning very well and breaking all links that you put on there, I think it's a good idea to join our Discord. We had a nice, <laughs> uh, we had a nice sort of live chat during the game, which is something we're going to keep doing. So uh, do that, join that. Uh, from F me gently with a chainsaw. What a what a, what a name! Uh, I was curious if you had any thoughts about how Ernan's doing at, at a CFM so far. Do you see any signs that he's learned his lessons from his time in DC, or is he repeating the same mistakes? Second part of that, I think, is maybe a too too soon to. Too soon to say situation, soon. but zero points in two games is not a, not how you want to start your. Uh, yeah, your and they haven't. Campaign. I mean, I, I guess based on some of the highlights, I haven't really seen them develop anything dangerous. Here's the thing. Here's here's what I think about Hernan. I could be completely wrong about this. Hernan worked 2021 in D.C. because it was a team that felt like it had no direction. There was no there was no sort of path. He's coming into a team in Montreal. That and that left the year thinking we do have a direction. Wilfred Nancy has got us clicking. We're we're feeling good. We're feeling like we can do something better. 
And then you have another guy come in who wants to do it a completely different style. That is a much, much difficult lift to get by in. Um, you, I, you, I am very, they didn't, in my opinion, I'm shocked that there is not more roster turnover at Montreal. I could see several players being like, F this guy, I'm out. Like this guy wants to go in and play this pressing style. That is not what I want to play. I do not want to do that. I'm gone. Um, so I think that's the real challenge for it on is can he get that same type of buy-in that he got at DC and he got that buy-in because I think a lot of DC guys were like, you know, particularly Julian Gressel were like, yeah, this has been awful. I came here. This has been a terrible start to the year and you're, you know, you're offering me some, you know, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to play. And I think a lot of guys bought into that. Some guys didn't. And one of those guys is now back on DC clearly. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's re- the real challenge for, for Anand in, so in Montreal. He's played so far that the, they, they lost to inter Miami two nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they lost one nothing to the team that just lost to Violet AC three nothing <laughs> Austin FC. Uh, the next two games are Nashville and Philadelphia. Philadelphia is going to beat them like a drum, <laughs> and Nashville's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So good luck to you, Arnon, on 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 four. Ben Olsen also did not have a good go of it uh, this last weekend in Houston either. Uh, yeah, New England, team. New New England, <laughs> New England did the, did what they do and just ground them into a little bit of a pace. You know, it's it, it's embarrassing to get beat. In my mind, like the most embarrassing thing for me as a manager is when your team gets beat the exact same way more than once, and that oh, happened like against like the seven nothing, six nothing for DC United uh, against oh, yeah. Philly. Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> Not <laughs> so, just that, but, right. just, but just getting beat, like getting clearly like a team zeroed in on something, and you did not adjust. You you did zero adjustment. To sort of fix that. And I think, you know, at the very least, I look at the DC goals and I'm like, well, they're not getting beat. And, and I look at the the Houston game. They got beat on the same play. It was, I think, down the left or right side, cross over the middle. No one clears it out of the center. It falls to whoever the the winger is or the out the right-sided forward into the back of the net twice on that game. That's that is that is the sign of a manager that is not telling his team to look for that or telling his team to adjust to then get beat on the same place. So Bad, bad start for Ben Olsen in my mind over at Houston. They do not they do not look good at all. Question from Jesse says two questions. Uh, Lloyd Sam Sam demands a creative number 10 who is a threat on the ball and creates panic and defense. Is the taxi that person and the answer to a lack of creativity on offense? Yes. Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, Question who in our options for the back four are guaranteed starters on any other team in MLS? Any other team, not just good ones. That that makes the question a little bit more challenging. Uh, yeah, I think uh, and... Mo Jaze is uh, Jaze has was being pursued by multiple teams in MLS. Yeah. I think Sean said four or five teams. So there's one. He's not he's not necessarily the the the, the performances so far don't necessarily dictate that, but that w- he would start somewhere. Andy Nahar. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I so. Think, I think that's it. I think that I think other than that, Ruan obviously did start last year most of the year, so he's another potential candidate. Donovan Pines would struggle. Stephen Birnbaum, um, it would depend on the situation. Yeah, I'm trying to, th- you know, I don't have the center back depth charts for every Derek, team in front of me. Derek Williams, he was a part, he was a halftime starter in LA, right? He started about like half the games. Yeah. So no, I, I don't. It's not a guaranteed. No. LA, did LA make the playoffs last year? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, 
So it's possible. We've not seen it. Five minutes does not count for him. He so he was he was phased out towards the end of the year. I, I I think I think they found some other options and they had a pretty poor defense. So yeah, remains to be seen if the change. I think for him, it's like hope you hope change of scenery, different manager. You hope different center back pairing can kind of uh, can kind of change some things up there. But um, all right, now the to the news and notes sections. Uh, Rabel Morrison uh, called into Jamaica to play uh, a national team games on March 11th and 14th. Still listed as a decent player. Someone thought that that was interesting. It's not interesting. That's uh, that is contractually where he is currently located. <laughs> so that is that is why that is that it way. Popped up in his Instagram. There was some discussion. He was apparently at training. I don't know if that's he just has like- to be. I think he has to be. I think it's like a contractual thing. Like I think I think they I think yeah maybe they could excuse him, but I think they also want to let make sure that he is fit enough to go somewhere else that they could potentially not have to just eat his salary, which they haven't done yet. Yeah. Um, also, I, he's I, liking Instagram posts of DC United players and like fire emojis and stuff. So, you know, whatever that means. <laughs> I yeah, dude. This is the strangest. This is like it's weird. Strange, it's the weirdest situation I've ever seen. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they're preparing. Maybe they're preparing some type of situation where they register him. I don't know. The fact that the fact that he's not gone yet is just so weird to me. It's just like I, I, I think they should keep him, particularly if they don't know for sure they're going to get these two players that they want. I, then, I think then I, you keep them. <laughs> I, I think that I think that's what they're. I think they're doing. They're holding out. They are holding out, and I think they're playing a game of chicken. Where I think it's, I think uh, Ravel thinks you're not going to find anybody. You're going to be stuck with me. You're going to be married to me. <laughs> where did your failure bring you? Right back to me. <laughs> exactly. And I think that uh, the team is thinking, no, we're going to go find somebody. And as soon as we find some, somebody, and we are right at the trigger trigger point. You know, you you either have to find a new team or we're just going to buy you out. And I think that's what they're doing. But I think they're waiting. It, it, it speaks to me. I mean, it, it, I've, I've talked about this. It just speaks to me that I think the the euphoria of week one kind of muted my complaints about this. But it just speaks to me the relative cheapness of how this team operates and that they're just not willing to say, like, I would prefer if they go back to him, it would be a, such an admission of failure. Yep. Just buy him out. Even if you don't get that player in, it's less embarrassing than saying, well, now we have to go back to him because yep. we, we have no one else. So uh, we'll see. So expect yeah. that. Tick, uh, as, tick, as, as, tick tock. <laughs> as ever, as ever, the uh, the the DC United Discord will tell you is expect the dumb outcome uh, with yeah. DC United. And usually <laughs> you will be correct. Uh, next note, Bill Hamid is uh, in Scotland, but nothing has been signed and there's no obligation to snap him up. The deal was for him to come over and have a look around. There's nothing contractually done yet. Everything's subject to a medical anyway. So he was over there. I believe it was Dundee United, I think, mm-hmm. uh, that he was checking out. Uh, nothing, yep. nothing, nothing doing there yet. Got so a, hopefully he figures something out. Got a resume from John Harks, I'm sure. Some, some <laughs> reference. <laughs> there you go. Uh, John Harks calling up. Hey man, we got a really bad. They got a bad goalkeeper situation, by the way. If you if you've watched, if you've yes. watched the 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 fans talk about that, they are they are pumped for basically anybody else to come there and play goalkeeper. I like that for him. That's yeah. A, that's, a, that's a good, that is a good thing to drop into. Uh, next note is a, a point of personal privilege as a huge Santino Caranta fan. Uh, his son was one of three two thousand year two thousand nines to be called up. That's, I don't want to think about how old that makes me feel. Yeah, uh, it makes me. Uh, I, yeah, don't get into we'll skip it, that. <laughs> uh, he was playing for the DC United Academy uh, uh, for their 08 MLS next side and assisted in the only goal of the match. So watch that. That's cool. I always love a legacy to come through. Well, a nep- Nepo baby or whatever they call him, <laughs> but not really. 
well, who else there's been? There's been Harks. Have there been yeah. any other sons of? See, 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 I can handle. I can handle the Harks. I can handle. You know, the... was there any other ones? Um, I mean, we've already had uh, Jesus Ferreira. I think his son David. I mean, within DC David, United, yeah, David, David, DC United. Um, I know so... Lawson Vaughn's son. If you remember him, I'll give you. A, <laughs> I'll give you a cookie. Former Chivas USA defender Lawson Vaughn. Uh, his son was playing for the academy team. I'm trying to remember other times where either active players. Wayne Rooney's kid could be here, but he's apparently over playing for Man United, I guess. I don't know yeah. why. I guess <laughs> he's got loyalty to that club for some reason. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, I'm ready Ram- for it. Let's hope we don't get a Romario. I, I don't know if we need a Romario Beckham situation here in D.C. <laughs> where is the MLS Next uh, content on uh, Apple TV Plus that we were promised? Let's yeah. go. Season started. I want to uh, chop chop. It, it hasn't started yet, has it? They played. Yeah, they played this last weekend. Okay. I didn't they did. Um, I in line. It happened. That's what that's what he assisted in <laughs> this weekend. Uh other thing, uh this is I this we should have brought, talked about this during the game. Uh Lloyd Sam uh commenting that he found out about his release from Steve Goff on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was amazing. He is uh, I guarantee you he I mean we, we obviously had the uh um the kerfuffle uh, that was the, the uh, Julian Gressel kerfuffle. The Julian Gressel kerfuffle. Um, so I I would be shocked if there are not stories all over the league. I do not see it. By the way, MLS Next Pro, I do not see a league schedule. I think they are still held up. If I recall correctly, they're still held up. They might have played like some preseason games, John. They're still held up because of the Rochester thing that's going on. What's going I, on? The uh, Rochester, F, the, the rebirth of Rochester FC is apparently having to scramble to find another investor to avoid contraction. And I think MLS is participating in that because they want independent teams to join in this thing. And if Rochester were to fall out, they would be the last sort of independent club um, to... to Jay, would, they, did Jamie only, Vardy jump out? I think... I, un, unclear as to what's oh, going on. Oh, boy. I think we do have Huntsville FC, but I think they're related to a MLS team, but I'm not sure which one. Um, uh I know my uh, my boy Jonathan Bolanos is out there, so I have a reason to watch. I might be, I might become a Huntsville a Huntsville <laughs> since there's no DC connection. I might become a Huntsville fan just because I can watch Johnny Bolanos play again. Go so. for it, you should. Um, uh, last last note of of the, we'll get that this is one that we can riff on a little bit here. Uh, the the interview that Paul Tenario had with. Don Garber talked about a lot of things, but I think the thing the most relevant to our listenership is that MLS has formed a club performance group, which focuses on pushing underperforming clubs, legacy markets, for example, towards reimagining what businesses they're in, in their local market. Uh, And then read more below, but I think it's interesting and probably makes a lot of sense. There are a number of franchise Colorado also called out uh, as a, as a violator in San Jose as well, that early investors have been able to basically now DC United is starting to spend some money. So we got to put that to the side a little bit, but some teams have either in, they are in their monetary spend, their marketing sort of philosophy, you know, how aggressive they are trying to win mind share in their local markets have just been able to coast and, uh, you know, allow the revenue coming in from expansion and 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 from the big cities that are really doing it 
to sort of funnel money back their way, sort of like the the Pittsburgh Pirates strategy in Major League Baseball is just use utilize revenue sharing to to balance your books, not necessarily uh, your own personal revenue. What do you think about DC, MLS being sort of uh, concerned and also trying to be probably solutions oriented for you know within right. the single within the single within the you know single market uh, operator structure trying to convince these teams to uh, you know put a rocket up their butt and try yeah. to get I serious. Mean, rightly so. And, and I think I, I know the, the pundits over at, and I know there's some people that probably will disagree with me, but I do think if this was in place, I think DC United is listening to that because I think they've actually, they've started to not on the field. The on the field is still a massive question mark, I think for this year and, and direction there is still, concerning but on the business operation side the media coverage side all of that um i think there is starting to be a a sort of the the volume has been turned up a bit um we looked at the content they produced for the home opener was great they have a new business operations person they've hired they're starting to hire people in the roles they're starting to treat this like a professional operation so i do think regardless if that played a role in this or not i'm not sure but i think that did if that did, I think I think it is showing potential success here. I think no one no one in in ESPN or or Sevi Salazar is going to be convinced until the on the field product gets better. And that's what I said. I said like ninety percent of these issues are solved if the team plays well. Team plays well and they're winning games. Fans will come out. There will be people that will come out because they will want to go see this team. Me but for me. You- you, yeah, you you made a good point there about the attendance though not being the metric because even if DC United yeah. was a selling out every single game, they would be mid mid market mid table on on gate. Yeah, and I think I think the team, I think the twenty thousand was a good metric <laughs> for uh, sure. For, it's been for, borne out, right? Because it's not been hard to get tickets. Yeah, for a bit, to 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 get the stadium in there. But well, I'm saying from a build perspective, I think we've seen a a ballooning of stadiums moving to more of the 24, 25,000 pushing that 30,000 limit. Um, I think at the time when DC announced their stadium plan and they announced the 20,000 seats, I think it was a, a good number for an MLS team. And we've seen how quickly things changed. They've, I think they've actually talked about, I think what a future they're going to push it out to 24,000, I think is the, I'm curious where that expansion is going to go because it's been <laughs> talked about how there's no room to do anything else. Well, they're, they're selling cabanas now. So uh, maybe they'll maybe that they're going to count that. By the way, the uh, St. Louis City Park, which by the way is beautiful and really really seats twenty two five. Yeah, so right sized, but that also stadium looks constructed in a way that they could definitely add additional grandstands on both of the goal and lines. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I think, I by the way, I feel like wild that certain... they won their first two games, isn't it? And in, yeah. in the way that they won them. <laughs> That's 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 cool. Well, well, again, I think it further. I think it also further illustrates that this is just this is the first couple games of the year. I think I think we've had. I think there there are moments you can sort of get it. I think they've had some good moments, uh, but I think also um, one of their goals they would have had just have four points, which I think would still be a pretty good result uh, if it weren't for a guy tricking one of his former teammates into passing in the ball. Just saying. That was amazing. But, but they still look good. They got a good home opener. I think it's good for them to get a win. I think they are certainly more together. I will place them kind of in the Minnesota United category of teams. They're not doing everything amazingly, but I think they're going to be solid enough. Maybe they miss out on the playoffs, but I think they build a solid foundation that they can then build upon for the future years, which is good because St. Louis needed a soccer team. So it's certainly good for them. Um, 
certainly good for them. And uh, by the way, the coverage, I think there, I'm not sure if there's really anything else interesting from the, from the, uh, from the Don Garber article. He did talk about promotion and relegation. I feel like he kind of threw that out there just to like mask everything else in the article. Cause he knew that would get talked about uh, when he it's was like, asked that question. It's a, it's a, it's a it, U.S. It, soccer smoke bomb. It is. Cause I mean, the, the talk of the, of the performance groups got talk amongst us because we are MLS nerds and we are mm-hmm. people who follow the game, but everybody else was talking about pro rel and what it would take to get pro rel. And he kind of sort of said, well, maybe someday, but it'll be long before I'm gone. And he's right. He's absolutely right. Um, and I think, I think it also, it leads to the discussion in the pro rel argument, which I'll talk about a little bit. Infrastructure needs to be there before we can start even considering this notion. We're getting, we're honestly, we're, we're getting there slowly. We have teams, Louisville City has a MLS caliber stadium. They have an NWSL caliber stadium. Absolutely an MLS caliber stadium. If they if the Pro Rel existed and they were able to win their way into promotion, that stadium would still be, I think, a good a, a considered a D1 caliber stadium. There's one. Indianapolis getting a stadium. San, San Antonio also has a pretty good stadium. That's um, a, that's a that's a hot potato as far as Pro Rel goes for San Antonio. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, but I mean that that's what you need. You need you need those types of teams getting these stadiums. And it's happening on the lower level side. They're building out, you know, certain stadiums. I think uh, South Georgia got a stadium. Um, but like, you know, as much as I love the kickers, I love City Stadium. No way is that a division one caliber stadium. It'd it's, be funny it's, if it was. It'd it be would funny. be it would be. It is, it is, it is. I'm looking forward, I'm hopeful for another open cup game, uh, which by the way starts. Still have no broadcast for that. Apparently the uh open cup Twitter teased uh, apparently the the broadcast is coming soon so we get to find out where you can watch it apparently espn plus is not out of the realm of possibility too apparently the 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 open cup can be flexed so it's, it's all it's us we were we, they they blew the announcement you and i <laughs> with phones are going to go to the open cup game and just talk over hey a man pay me pay me the money man pay me the money we've done it I, before. Did, I did the periscope i did the periscope I know. open cup game one I know Periscope's still a thing. No, and that was gone. really attached to Twitter. That's what I thought. I loved Periscope. <laughs> uh, that was great. That was great. What a what a weird time early technology was. Uh, by the way, we should also mention. Sorry, I know this is not NWSL, but I don't think we're doing a, a spirit podcast. This we're week. not today. I don't think no. NWSL and FIFA coming up Mar- in March. Um, SI Games Football Manager Developer, um, get on it, please. Not Thank only you. NWSL all teams will be in there four game modes and four stadiums. Yes. Probably, Which, probably Louisville. I would imagine would be one of them. Well, so here I've kind of done the math here. So they already have Red Bull arena, which is New York. They already have the LAFC stadium. I'm pretty sure that's in there. I have to go check, but I'm pretty sure that's in there. That's two. And then they, um, trying to think say Orlando. Do they have Orlando's? Maybe they have Orlando. I have to check. I'll have to check and see. But I guarantee you, it's going to be all three of the MLS teams. Which means, come on, Audi Field. It was right there. It's it's you, you would think. Well, they when have they, were- they have they have done scans of Audi Field, and I think they do that. I, I do. I think FIFA does. EA Sports does that. I'm pretty sure once they get the rights, I'm pretty sure they have every single MLS stadium scanned. It's just, do they get the development in there to actually go ahead and do it? So, and also, like, just uh, do a do a microtransaction. Charge Ted and myself. <laughs> Twenty nine ninety nine to add Audi Field yeah. to the state. I bet you would do it. But but when that comes out, I might make a pivot from the football manager to do some Twitch and just play some play some in the NWS. Do they do it? And, and, do they do it for? They've got the PC version, right? Oh, they do have the PC version. Yeah, I think that's getting the update. I'm sure it is getting the update and everything. So we'll you should do to, that, Ted. 
Well, I, 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 I approve that that expense also from the from the account <laughs> FIFA streamer. All right, uh, I think that's gonna do it for this show. Um, I think. Oh, we got. Let's make a prediction on uh, on Saturday. Oh, prediction on Saturday. Um, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna say two one. I'm going to say uh, we're going to field a weaker side. Orlando's going to field a weaker side. I think we're going to come out wanting to to go out and, and, and kick them. I think Ted Kudipietra starts. Benteke with a game winner goal, game winning goal. I think we we get we pick right back up and we and we pick pick up the victory. Two one. One one for me. Benteke goal. And uh late No, I think we I think we get it late. I think we we come from behind again at home when the weather's slightly less horrible as it was for the home opener. <laughs> Well, that'll be that'll be better a better experience for everyone that was there. Is but by the way, uh, fans, uh, you know, I'm sure you all listen to the show. Of course, the it's what all the supporter groups do. Uh, do what you did last time, man. That was that was great on TV. Mm-hmm. Do the do the match, do the march to the match, do all that stuff. Uh, it looked great on TV. I think the, the you know it'll help the team maybe <laughs> to 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 improve on their performance it, a little bit. And hats off. I know there's been we talk about the supporters group and we we talk about the people that have been doing doing it for years. And there are some incredibly dedicated people that are still doing it, that have been doing it since day one. Um, and they've been doing it for a while, and they 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 bring a lot of dedication. But I, I will say I felt very, very positive. After the first week, I feel like there is some some newer blood that's being injected into this. Um, there have been people that have left. And I think it's good to see that, you know, there is a rotation. And I think I tweeted out that, you know, I mean, I think we've thought for years this team is a sleeping giant. Um, this if this If this team can pull it together – have a good season, can start to compete for trophies like they did in the early days. Uh, this could become a market that could really take off and take off in a big way. Uh, DC is a absolutely a soccer city when it comes to the international, obviously the international draw of the city um, and everything like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful with seeing sort of this new blood come in when things are, when things are not good, when things haven't been good for a while, maybe things are getting better. We'll see. Um, but I, I think I think that's it's all hats off to the people that have taken up taken up roles and have uh, have jumped in uh, to do this. Yeah, it's part of getting older is uh, being OK with being replaced because you're yeah. tired and you don't want to do it anymore. So I think for a while what you saw was uh, those people not yet being tired enough to give up, but not yeah. but being too but being too tired to be bringing the new energy that they needed to bring. So yeah. this is, you know, give go go wild boys. <laughs> go this is this is your chance to build to build your own thing go for it yep all right this went way longer than we thought but hey it's so good for sure that's good how we do ted that's how we do we always say we wrap up before the tigres orlando game we're at 10 12 right now so we're missing that game we're Have gonna jump into that guys <laughs> nope it's still zero zero okay good guys thank you so so much for joining us again uh twitter.com slash rfgs follow us there the discord page you'll find it there uh we are gonna go back to live shows i promise i know we've been a little bit we've been a little bit down with that life gets in the way I think we'll be back next week. I think finally things will calm down a little bit. John will have most of his so- shoulder healed. Nope, I will I won't. not be traveling. <laughs> but he'll still do it because he's a trooper. <laughs> I'm gonna taxi. You'll be back before I will be full strength. So that just okay. tells you twice. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, folks. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Vamos, vamos. <laughs>